This month, it's the Truth's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we ask listeners to cast their votes for their favorite truth story of all time. Thousands voted in a bracket that pitted story against story, fighting round after round until one story emerged victorious. And today, we're going to play that story for you. And after that, we're going to talk with the writer. So you'll want to stick around for that. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. This is The Truth. And before we get started, this episode is part of a special Radiotopia-wide project. As you know, The Truth is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. We're a network of some of the best independent, artist-owned, and listener-supported podcasts out there. All the producers on Radiotopia own their own shows and do their own thing. And that's why I love being on Radiotopia. We're all these independent spirits, and they let me just do my show. And no one tells me what goes on the show. It's totally up to me and the writers I work with. And it gives us such freedom and spontaneity, and we're able to do strange stories like the one you're about to hear today. And every year, we ask our listeners for support. But this year, we wanted to do something a little different. This week, shows across the network are releasing episodes on the theme Making Trouble. All the stories on all the Radiotopia shows this week kind of relate to that theme somehow. And you can learn more about the network and donate to support our work at radiotopia.fm. Now here's our take on Making Trouble. It's the story that won the hearts of listeners to be voted the best truth story of all time. So far. And that story is The Dark End of the Mall. Oh my God. God, the shift won't end. Deborah never showed up. I can't reach Mr. Haney, so I have to work all of it. And there's a dog loose in the mall. Do you hear that? Hold on, I'll hold up the phone. Poor thing, he looks hungry. No, no, dogs aren't allowed in the mall, unless it's a seeing eye dog. I called security, but they haven't. <laughs> no, stop. You're terrible. Oh, I cannot wait to watch the game with you tonight. No, I know we're going to win. No, I know it. (laughs) I can make us those uh, Frito chili nachos you like. Yeah, I know you like that. (laughs) Oh, I got to go. Customer, I love you. No, I love you more. No, I love you more. (laughs) Hello, welcome to Bridal Innovations. (laughs) Don't worry, that gets knocked over all the time. How can I help you today? Do you have an appointment with us, or are you just browsing? Um, browsing? You're in luck. We've extended our frequently formal club sign-up bonus to the end of today. You get 10% off your purchase except sale items. I'm just gonna sit down. Oh, absolutely. Shopping can wear you out. I don't think people realize how hard it is. It's like a job, especially for a wedding, which is such an important occasion. And what's your name? I'm Lucy. Steve. And who's getting married? Um, my daughter. And she'll be joining us today, I take it? Yes, uh, she's just, um, she is... She's uh, over at Royal Bridal, isn't she, Steve? It's okay. You gotta shop around. We encourage that. But I think you'll find when you factor in price and the quality that Bridal Innovations will be... Lucy, I would love some water. Water? Of course. Shopping can make you work up a thirst, Steve. We have a food court. It's just that way and to the right, and they have drinks there, and there's a water fountain. It's by the bathroom. The food court? 
Mm-hmm. You mean that pile of... Well, the remodeling part of it. You'll have to pardon our dust, but just beyond that sunglass kiosk... <sighs> sunglass kiosk. Yes, just... Don't, don't you have some water and snacks here in the store? The water fountain is just a two-minute walk, three minutes Lucy, tops. I don't mean to be contrary, mm-hmm. but I, I have been to other locations of Bridal Innovations, and they have all had bottles of water and energy bars under the counter for customers. Well, you know your stuff. (laughs) Glad to know you've been to our sister locations. It's true, we do have some items, but our policy is that's for when customers have been here a longer time, are a larger party, and I sense people are getting thirsty and cranky. I am very thirsty and cranky. Yes, but our policy is it's for people who have been here a longer time. The water fountain... Those water fountains um, are not working. The food court has shakes and sodas and the food is delicious. I recommend the calzones. Overpass that rubble? Yeah, they are remodeling, but Gino's Pizzeria has these calzones. Oh, shut up! Shut up! You fucking robot! Shut up! You fucking worthless corporate drone! Sir, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Lucy. It's been a crazy day, like you said. Shopping for a wedding dress. I've been to all these locations. So much stress. My blood sugar is just... uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Lucy. I understand, Steve. It's okay. A a wedding is a big deal. How exciting! (laughs) Do you know what type of dress your daughter is looking for? And is she on the way? Yes, yes, she is on the way. Uh, Well, no. She, she's not on the way. She's not on the way. No. Lucy, you know, there's something I need to tell you, actually. And this is a little embarrassing for me. Okay. The wedding dress is for me. For you? Yes. Yes, I I am the bride. I, I don't know if that's against your oh, policies. No, 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 or no, no, no. Of course, it's allowed. Of course, of course. We get that all the time. Nothing to be embarrassed about at all. This is your special day. <laughs> what type of dress are you looking for, Steve? Something traditional or a little more modern? Or... Well, uh, that's the thing. I, I, I just don't know. There's so many options, Lucy. I, I thought maybe... Of course, Steve. Yes, let me get some measurements. We'll get my tape measure here, and we will look at some options, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh. You are so thin. I'm so jealous. You look like a runner. Are you a runner? Well, uh, past six years or so. Lift your arms up? Sure. You cut a very lean silhouette, so I'm going to recommend just a little lace in the shoulder and some structure around the waist to enhance the hourglass effect. Not like a Civil War cotillion or anything, but just a little... I like that. This, uh... This makes me very oh. happy, Lucy. I am so glad. Spread your I... feet apart, shoulder width. Mm-hmm. So just to help me narrow down, are, are there any color preferences, any styles of dresses that you know I should avoid? Just anything you think would look good on me. I, I, I trust your taste. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> oh, I love this song. <laughs> what song? I mean, it must be number one on the radio because that's all they play. <laughs> Emergency. They play it on a loop or something. I'm glad I like it or I would be miserable. (laughs) Okay, I'll pull together some options for you and I will be right back. Hello, security. This is Lucy again in Bridal Innovations. There's a customer here. I don't know, he seems... I don't know, like he might be homeless or something? I mean, I hate to judge, but we're supposed to call if we see someone homeless. He's here in the store now. He got really agitated when I wouldn't give him water, and he used foul language, and well, and now he wants me to get a wedding dress for him. For him, which I've done before, but it is still unusual. I just don't know. Also, have you had any luck finding that dog that's loose in the mall? 
Oh my gosh, he's stealing the water. Hey, excuse me. Excuse me, Steve. How could let go? You drink all the water. Go. Jesus. You have energy bars in your pants. They are falling out of Ow, you. Really Security is coming. Jesus, you. I have mace. Okay, look, that's fine. That's fine. Look, I, I, I will just sit here and wait for security. I'll just sit right here on the floor. No, do not sit on the floor. Sit on the bench. Thank you. No, I'm not being nice. It just looks bad for customers walking by to see a man sitting on the floor. Nobody's walking by. The remodel. It cut the foot traffic. All the more reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, hey. Hey, hey, don't feel bad. It's going to be okay. Security is really cool. It was just some water and some energy bars. It's a slap, a slap on the wrist. It's just, I'm so thirsty. And all of this is, you don't get it. I get it. No, I get it, I do. I get it, you know what? Here, have a water. Really? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Oh. Um, And... Here's an energy bar. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lucy, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oh. Lucy. You're one of the good ones, Lucy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't earlier. It's just they give us this policy of how many minutes and how big an order oh. until we give out the water. And... No, no, I, I get it. I understand you. You gotta follow the policy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Look, you're busy. What if we just forget this whole thing happened and you let me go? Oh, I'm sorry. We've got to wait for security. It's policy. Right. It's policy. Um, but but what if they don't show up? I mean, they'll show up. Don't be silly. But what if they don't? Would you make me stay here until I die of thirst and I'm a rotting corpse on your nice bench? Oh, it's so funny I forgot to laugh. Weeks? No, people would notice if... It's not going to be weeks. And I just gave you a water, Steve. How can you be thirsty? Right. Okay. Um, Lucy, I'm thinking of telling you a story while we're waiting for security. (gasps) Is it how you got engaged? Oh, I love those stories. What? No, no, it's not that. It's a short story. And it's funny, but it's also a dangerous story. How is it dangerous? Well, after you hear it, you might kill me. <laughs> kill you? Yes. You're not serious. I am serious. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I would never kill anybody, never. Not even in self-defense. I mean, it's not my nature. I couldn't if I wanted to. Okay. Let's try it. So this story takes place 100 years in the future. Ooh, science fiction, huh? Like Buck Rogers? Yes, exactly, oh. like like Buck Rogers. My boyfriend loves Buck Rogers. I mean, he really loves sci-fi movies. He loves to take me to the drive-in. <laughs> well, I, I bet he does, Lucy. Beautiful girl like you. Oh. He's very lucky to have you. Okay, so what year would it be 100 years from now? Well, it's 1957, so that would be 2057. That's great, 2057, close enough. Now, one thing about the 2050s is there's this weird nostalgia they have for the 1950s. It kind of reminds people of a simpler time. It's, it's a gimmick. So they'll have, for example, 1950s diners, or in this case, in my story, wedding dress stores with a 1950s theme. 
Is it a bridal innovation store? Yes, it is. Bridal innovations, good. I like the idea of our store lasting that long. And they have robots in the store because robots do most of the retail now. They're cheaper and they can be more charming, but also strong. So if there's a shoplifter, they can really handle it. Interesting. I'm strong too. I was on cheerleading squad and when we did the pyramid, I can hold two cheerleaders above me. Right, that's another thing. So these robots have fake backstories to add a little charm. They might have a boyfriend or they're excited about a sock hop or a game or something. And of course the boyfriends aren't real, but you can hear the robots on the phone having fake conversations just to add to the realism. Does that make sense to you? Mm, that poor robot, that's pitiful. Well, it's, it's not too bad, they, they don't even realize it. Okay, these robots have brains that are programmed to do their thing, they're specialized. Corporations are too cheap to put a full intelligence in a sales robot. But if there's an emergency, like if there's a fire, they're required by law to switch over to emergency mode, help put out the fire. But sometimes they break and something is wrong and they won't switch over. So they're stuck in their... Their of, sales mode? Yes, mm -hmm. sales mode, exactly. You get it. Good. Now let's say there's a really big emergency, bigger than a fire. The end of the world. There was a war and a giant disaster involving nanotechnology. I'm sorry, nano what? Like, uh, microscopic bugs. And they change things, they change people. And it killed or changed most of the people in the world. I thought you said the story was funny. Yeah, bear with me. Okay, so there's this guy, someone like me. He's trying to survive, eat, avoid predators, and he figures out that wedding dress stores have clean drinks and snacks hidden behind the counter to keep customers happy. This is his survival advantage. People don't think to loot a wedding dress store. So he goes from one to another, town to town, and that helps him live. It helps the guy live? The guy in the store? Yes, yes. Now, most of the stores have no robots because they went into emergency mode and left to try and help people and eventually ran out of their battery. But one, for whatever reason, didn't switch into that mode. She kept running her store. There's a solar charger in the back she uses to recharge a closing, but in her mind, she's going out with her boyfriend or whatever. And, and this goes on for years. Years? But there's no one to stop her. She just keeps working. And she sees weird things that she wasn't programmed for. So say if there's a car crashed into the food court and human bones there, she calls it remodeling. She takes what she sees and tries to understand it in terms of her sales mode brain. Do you understand? Yes. Like, okay, there's an emergency alarm playing on a loop. It says emergency over and over. But she doesn't have that mode. So she just makes it into a song. Do you hear it? Emergency. Emergency. Please evacuate. Emergency. Emergency. Please evacuate. Whoa, you are blowing my mind. I can almost hear it. Keep listening, Lucy, because it's real. Emergency. You're right. Emergency. You can hear it? Please evacuate. You're right. Emergency. This story is funny. <laughs> oh, Steve, I love how you put my favorite song in the story and you turned that song into an alarm. That's creative. Oh, and I love the twist ending where I'm the robot. I am the robot in the story, right? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but the story isn't over, Lucy. You haven't heard the ending yet. And you are gonna have to help me write it. Me? No, I'm not much of a writer. But listen, if you were the man trapped in this store with this robot and you were going to die waiting for a security that would never come, what would you do to persuade her to let you go? And maybe even give you all the water and energy bars? Well, that's...
That's a good one. Oh man, that's a toughie. It's like a riddle. Um, I guess you would have to prove to this robot that it was a robot. See, well, it's programmed to ignore that. Yes, but if you proved it... Okay, so how would you prove it? Okay, um... Does this robot have an off switch? No. No, but they do have a plug. Oh, a plug, like a wall plug. Yes, exactly. Right, right under their right armpit. Oh, gross. And if you press it, it will tell you the battery life remaining. A talking plug in your armpit? Hey, here's a funny idea, Lucy. Why don't you feel and see if you have one Steve, under your armpit? Steve, I'm not going to feel my armpit. I mean, just, just lift up your shirt and check. My boyfriend would kill me and you if he heard us talking like this. I mean, is this whole story just a trick to get me to lift up my shirt? Look, I mean, just I'm right thinking, over no, here. No, uh, Steve, Stop just it. check over Stop here, it, Steve. please. You're me. Stop, Stop it, Steve. Ow, ow. Stop it. I'm sorry. Ow. Okay, sorry. Stay within your own personal space, Steve. I've heard about guys like you. <laughs> just, just touch under your arm. I mean, I'm glad you got to finish your story before security got here. Security isn't coming, Lucy, and you know no, it. No, they will be here any minute. Is that what they said? No, but they are very fast. Okay, what exactly did they say? I left them a message. Did you heard an outgoing message? No, but I picked up the phone and dialed them, and I left them a message. Was there even a dial tone? Well, maybe there was. I don't notice every little thing. I mean, you were stealing energy bars. I had other things on my mind. Hey, Lucy, when is the last time you actually saw security? I don't know. How many years? Years? <laughs> okay. I don't think. Oh, that seeing eye dog again. That's why security is late. They're getting the dog. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> You're not scared of a little dog. I mean, that thing wouldn't hurt. No, we need to lock the door. That is not a dog. Well, he's not a cat. He's just hungry. I wish I could feed him one of these bars. No, no, do not do that, Lucy. I, I said, I wish, Steve. I wish. We can't feed dogs. It's against policy. This might have chocolate in it. Oh, good. Thank God he's leaving. Look, maybe it's a good thing that you detain me here, Lucy. Okay, look, I better stay here a little while before that thing okay, comes... Honestly, Steve, you want to go, you want to stay. I can't keep look, track You need of... to lock the door before that thing comes back. Hey, that dog can't open a door no more than the man in the moon. Just lock it. <laughs> Steve, I never lock the door until... <gasps> oh my gosh, closing! Steve, you've got to go, we're closed. No, 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 look, we're waiting for security, didn't you? you? Don't worry about security, we'll just Lucy, file Lucy, listen to me, this is a new subroutine. Your closing subroutine. You've got to listen to me. That thing security will kill will me. Security will not let no, you get No, there is hurt. no security! Can we open at 9 a.m. tomorrow, Steve? Sharp! If you don't come, I'll be mad. Lucy, let go of me, please. Look, what kind of dog is green? Look at that! It's the fluorescent lighting. Look at that face! That is a human face! Do you know how dogs start to look like their owners? Lucy, listen to it! Listen to that bark! That is not a bark! He's just excited, Lucy, that old I'm begging you, Bill. please! Stop. You just have wedding jitters. Tomorrow, come by and we'll find you the perfect no, Lucy, dress. Ah, no, look, I just remembered. I can't buy the dress tomorrow. We are flying to Italy tomorrow morning, so you have to stay open. Your policy has to include staying open for a big sale, right? Uh, Wouldn't it? I wish I could, Steve. Change your flight. No. Bring your family. No. We'll give you a great deal on bridesmaids' I, I dresses. It'll be worth it. No, I can't. Please stop. Tomorrow, oh. Steve. I want to oh. help you have the perfect wedding, but we're closed. Lucy, Lucy, just feel under your arm. Feel your armpit, and I can prove you, please. Steve, please. The world isn't ending. If the world was ending, how would you fly to Italy? Oh, Lucy, please. There's another water. Goodbye, Steve. Please, oh, come on. Please. Bye, Steve. I'm closing up. Hey, honey. Closing up now. Crazy day. Crazy day. We had a shoplifter. Don't worry. He was nice. He was. Did the game start already? I hear Steve cheering. Can you hear him? I'll hold the phone up. He must be rooting for the same team we are. I mean, did we win? Woo! 
<laughs> Do you hear Steve? Such a fan. Oh, Steve. Oh, baby, I miss you too. Oh, I am so exhausted. It's like my brain is melting. Battery level 7%. Yeah, the dog stopped barking. Yeah, someone fed him, finally. You know what, maybe Steve fed him. That makes me happy. Okay, see you soon. I love you too. I love you more. No, I love you more. I love you more. No, I love you more. To hear more original stories like this, go to thetruthpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is The Truth Fiction. The Dark End of the Mall was written by Casper Kelly and produced by me, Jonathan Mitchell. It was performed by Lauren Adams and Peter Gross. And now we have someone very special joining us. He is the writer of The Dark End of the Mall, Casper Kelly. Hello, Casper. Hi, Jonathan. Congratulations on 10 years. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations on uh, winning the best true story ever. I can't believe it. I'm, I mean, you have such a, a murderer's row of amazing episodes. Um, it might be the most flattered I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> That's really I nice. almost can't take it seriously. Really nice. I'm so flattered. But um, yeah, it's what a, what, um, it makes me very happy. <laughs> um, can, can you talk about where it came from and, and like what inspired it? I think... There's a few ideas that came together. There was a lot of post-apocalyptic things and I th- movies and stuff. And I thought, well, what would I do if I was trying to do that and forage for food? And I guess I was like, I guess I would try to find some store that has food, but people wouldn't think has food. And I made that up about the wedding store. So that was one part. And then, you know, when you try to log on, uh, but the, you don't have Wi-Fi, so the browser will say, uh, sorry, you don't have Wi-Fi. Try again. And I just thought about how it doesn't have any context. So the, if the world ended, it would still say, try again, try, you know, you're, it wouldn't understand. And so I thought about a robot who just isn't programmed to understand those things. And then, I'll, and then lastly, I just am attracted to, for my own self, where I have a certain view of reality that I discover is wrong or a certain view of a person mm-hmm. And it just gets flipped on its, you know, no, like, so those three things sort yeah. of came together. Yeah, that sudden, like, realization that something's different, and then everything you've learned up until that point <laughs> changes meaning. It's Yes, yes. It, and, and you do such a great job of um, of doling out that information, you know, revealing it slowly over time. How did you plot out wh- how to reveal it, you know? I just... Then it's a good size, so it's 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 a length that I can hold in my head, so I could just write it and then move things around. I didn't really need to outline it, I don't think. I could so I could just kind of write it and then imagine it in my head and then kind of slide things around a little bit to adjust it. Yeah. Uh, you know, versus like a ninety minutes, which would might be too much for my brain to try to hold in one. It's a, it's a great length, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you could sort of intuitively move through it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the sound design is so um, integral to the story too. I think you used 
you wrote for sound really effectively, you know, with the emergency song and then the dogs at the end. And um, I'm wondering, like, what what kinds of thought did you put into that, and how how was it hearing the finished story? Oh, that's a great question. I think what I've dabbled in a few mediums, and when I first do it, that's often the most exciting part of it is trying to take advantage of the new medium, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like when I wrote a book of short stories, I, j- I, I wrote a fake table of contents that was a story in itself. Like each title of a, the story was actually, you know, so it's fun when you dive into a new medium to a meet, that's the thing I start getting ideas for right away. Cause it's the new part, you know? So, uh, there's that, and I was thrilled by the um, the, uh, the 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 work you work you did and the and the final design. Uh, yeah, it was, and it was nice to not, because I usually write and direct my own stuff. It was nice to not do that and have it just arrive in this wonderful form. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Oh sure, I'm glad that you weren't disappointed with it. I mean, it's so it, it seems like if you do it yourself, it would be very easy to be disappointed with the results. Uh, no, no. Well, I'm a fan, so of you. So it was. I was. I guess you're right. I had high hopes because I'm a fan of you. So, but uh, I think I was nervous the, before I listened to it the first time. I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, um, what were you nervous about? What were you scared? But might happen? well, what if it was disappointing you know or what if it was uh off i guess i guess you have that pang of worry mm-hmm. then when i heard it i loved it and uh and just working with you as a collaborator is exciting so and and so what but you're so the story got uh, voted the best true story ever and i'm wondering for you what is the best true story ever like what's your favorite true story oh my gosh i that's very hard because there's so many I love for so many different reasons, but I, I might have a soft spot for, um, uh, I can't remember the exact name. I think it's, it might be hugs, but this, the Austin Pendleton story, magic hugs, yeah, magic hugs, because that is sort of, I admire, I tend to work in genre, but I really love sort of Mike Lee slice of life stuff which mm-hmm. i felt that was yeah. i admire that and I, and I just found it very tender and i just love austin pendleton and He's i remember great. when i when that hit my podcast feed i'm like they got austin pendleton <laughs> i want to write one that gets off <laughs> anyway so, he's been in yeah. he's been in another story since then he was in um irish water spaniel oh, okay that was last year you if you like magic hugs you'll love irish water spaniel okay fantastic Cool. Thank you so much, Casper. It's been really nice talking to you again. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, and uh, I look forward to, uh, I'm going to make it a goal to uh, have the best for the second 10. I'm going to yeah. work hard. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's on. Thanks for listening to this special episode, part of our annual network-wide fundraiser. Our work is possible because listeners like you believe in independence and excellence and in pushing creative boundaries. You can donate and learn more at radiotopia.fm. And please check out all the other Making Trouble episodes this week from our friends across the Radiotopia network. Thank you so much for fueling our creativity and being a part of this community of listeners. Again, you can learn more and donate at radiotopia.fm. Our associate producer is Cadence Mandeborough. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing... The Truth. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.